0: Thank you for joining the Remnant Podcast. I am your very own host, Jackie Wade. God's remnant are those who acknowledge God in all of their ways, even when their ways do not please God. They are the ones who always confess their sins to God while believing He is faithful and just to forgive them of their sins and to cleanse them from all unrighteousness. Here at the Remnant Podcast, we stand on the finished work of Jesus Christ inspired by Holy Spirit to ultimately bring all glory to God. Lives will be changed, souls delivered, and faith will be preached and proclaimed as we declare and decree that we are kingdom individuals employed to speak into the earth realm for which we have been granted authority by God. Thank you for joining the Remnant Podcast. Good evening. Thank you for joining us on the Remnant Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Wade. And I am uh, excited that you all are joining. Listen, if you are live with me this evening, please share this to your social media platforms. Um, if you could please share this to your social media platforms. We're talking about a real life situation this evening that affects millions of people. And a lot of people are uh, may, may not be open about The issues that they deal with as it pertains to anger so tonight's topic we're going to be talking about overcoming anger and if you remember a couple months back i believe in june we talked about the spirit of anger and how that spirit it comes to kill still and to destroy however there are two different types of anger and i want to talk about that This evening overcoming anger and then we're going to talk about the two different types the righteous type of anger and the unrighteous type of anger as it pertains to the word of god and so before we start this evening let's pray let's go into prayer father god we come before you this evening and we thank you we thank you for another opportunity lord god that you are giving us so that we can talk about your goodness talk about the word of god and how it can Be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Tonight, God, as we talk about this topic of overcoming anger, Lord, enlighten our hearts and our minds that we will receive exactly what you're pouring out to your people and into myself. Father, we thank you for deliverance. We thank you for your people who will apply the word to their life and walk at another level of faith in you, Lord God, knowing that you're able to do all things But Phil, and you declared in your word, you said that we are more than conquerors. So everything that we need, you've already supplied and done for us. So we come in agreement tonight, thanking you, blessing you, magnifying you for the awesome work that has been done through Jesus Christ for our sins and that we will live an abundant life, that we will prosper in all ways and all things. We thank you as we come together tonight. Have your way, Holy Spirit, be in our midst. And we'll be faithful to give your name, the honor, the glory and the praise in Jesus name. And so tonight we're going to talk about overcoming anger. And there's a couple of things that I want to just mention, as we said, uh, I said a little earlier, we want I'm going to give you the definition for anger. So anger is a complex and intense emotional state It's characterized by feelings of, of course, displeasure, irritation and at times a strong desire to retaliate or express one's frustration. I want you to know that anger is normal. It's a natural emotion experienced by all humans, but the key to understanding anger, especially in a biblical context is recognizing the distinction between righteous anger and unrighteous anger. i gonna give you the definition of righteous anger. Righteous anger is anger that is justified, morally appropriate, and in alignment with the principles of justice and righteousness. In the Bible, there are examples of righteous anger demonstrated by individuals who were upset by actions or situations that went against God's will or moral values. I'm going to give you some characteristics of righteous anger, okay? And so if you want to jot these down, grab a pen, paper, and let's go over it. So one of the examples of or characteristics is one would be like rooted in justice. Righteous anger is often a in a response to injustice, cruelty or wrongdoing. So it arises when people are angered by actions or situations that opposes God's principles. Then you have God centered. This type is directed towards offenses against God or his principles, such as idolatry, oppression or injustice. Righteous anger seeks to defend and uphold God's honor and morality. Then you have controlled and purposeful. This is another type of righteous anger, which is under control and those experiences seek to address the issue in a constructive manner. It is not driven by personal vendettas or selfish desires for revenge. There's another one motivated by love and compassion. It's a righteous anger, which can be motivated by a deep love for others and the desire to see them live according to God's will. It seeks the welfare and transformation of the wrongdoer. So you have a couple there, and then there's a classic example of righteous anger in the Bible is when Jesus overturned the tables of the money exchangers in the temple, Matthew the twenty first chapter, verses twelve and thirteen. And he was reaching to the discretion of a sacred place in the exploitation of worship worshipers. And that was a place, a holy place. But they were doing things in that place that was totally unrighteous. And so the anger that Jesus displayed was a righteous anger. Next, we look at the unrighteous anger. And I want to define that. Unrighteous anger, on the other hand, is anger that is unjustified, excessive, and often driven by selfishness, pride, or sinful desires. Unrighteous anger is often driven by selfishness, pride, or sinful desires. It is characterized by a lack of self-control and a disregard for God's people and principles. Here are some characteristics of unrighteous anger, self-centeredness. Unrighteous anger is often motivated by people's grievances, their pride, their selfish desires. It's more about protecting one's ego Interest than seeking justice. So they're more focused on their ego. This is making me look a certain way. Why did you do this to me? Why didn't you say this to me? Um, And then that's an unrighteous anger. You have a destructive type of unrighteous anger. This type leads to harm, whether it's emotional or physical, it often escalates conflicts rather than resolving them. So again, the destructive type is, one who often escalates the conflict they're looking to escalate out of the spirit of anger rather than resolve it and then you have someone that's lack they lack control these are people who are experiencing unrighteous anger they may lash out impulsively and say or do harmful hurtful things without restraint then the next one is an unrighteous anger that leads to sin such as slander violence or holding grudges and it could damage relationships and it could also this is important it can hinder your spiritual growth so you want to be careful that's why the bible says forgive like jesus forgave us 70 times 7 70. so you want to just forgive because by not doing that you're holding a grudge and next thing you're slandering next thing you become violent an example of the unrighteous anger in the bible Remember the story of Cain and Abel where Cain's anger towards his brother led to him to murder Abel back in Genesis, the fourth chapter, verses five through eight. So we see the difference. The key difference between righteous and unrighteous anger is the moral and spiritual foundation of the anger. Righteous anger is rooted in the desire for justice and upholding God's principles. And seeking the well-being of others, while unrighteous anger is often driven by selfishness and can lead to sinful actions. Understanding this distinction is essential for managing if anger, if you're dealing with that, it's essential because you can manage it in a way that aligns with biblical principles. And you want to remember. Okay, I am someone and I'm speaking firsthand about this because I was someone who struggled and dealt with the spirit of anger and understanding there's a righteous and unrighteous anger. And a lot of times what I found personally was that uh, minds wasn't really driven towards you know holding grudges or violence or slander. It was more so it was more so when I would suppress my emotion, to, and I was not expressing myself effectively, communicating effectively. And what I found was if I didn't find a way to communicate effectively and understand that having uh, differences of opinion, doesn't mean that I have to act out or I have to be, you know, violent. I have to be aggressive or I don't have to speak in a um, unruly way. It was it ultimately was going to, you know, destroy me because I was I was living a life that wasn't pleasing unto God. Some people think, you know, if you're partying, drinking, and doing these things, that's unpleasing. But you can also be living a life and exhibiting certain uh, qualities that's just not pleasing to God as well. Um, I want to share a couple uh, scriptures as it pertains to anger and what the Bible says about anger. So we look here at Ephesians 4, 26 through 27. It tells us clearly, and this was one of the scriptures that really helped me during that time when I was asking God to take that from me. I was like, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm a blessed individual, but if I don't get rid of this early in life, in, in my walk with you, it will continue to dominate and be a hindrance in the areas where I'm want, I'm wanting to be more like you Ephesians 4 26 and 27 says in your anger do not sin not only does it say do not sin it says do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold and how many times have we come to the conclusion that I'm so upset you're upset with your children you're upset from a job or a coworker, you're upset with your uh, spouse, you're upset with a family member. And we know the first part in your anger, do not sin. But the biggest part of that scripture says, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. So that tells me right there that if you go to sleep, If you continue to uh, have this anger build up and that, like I stated, for me, I was that that was me. I was suppressing it and I would still be angry, but I was letting the sun go down while I was still angry. Not understanding that. Guess what? I was giving a foothold to the devil. It says it in the last part and do not give the devil a foothold. But so many people don't understand that there's roots to strongholds. Anger could be a stronghold in a person's life. And every time you're going and you're just, man, you're letting it go. And your next day come about, that root is growing stronger, just like a plant. Every day you water that plant and that plant every day is getting sun. That's what the root goes down deeper. And now when it takes the work, it takes the word of God. To come to into your life, manifesting your heart and your mind at the same time so that you can get an understanding that, yes, do not sin when I'm angry. But guess what? Don't let the sun go down as well while I'm angry. Make peace, whatever that peace could be. Make peace so that you're not giving root to something that is trying to take and make a stronghold in your life later to find out that it's going to take so much work And and prayer and, and, and living by the word of God, when you can start to uproot that thing right away. Proverbs 14 and 29 says, whoever is slow to anger has great understanding. But he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. And like I stated with my own life, there was a time when I was getting, I would be upset. And I knew that it wasn't pleasing to God. Why? Because my temper was hasty. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, slow to anger, you know, and sometimes that meant, you know, Jackie, just listen to what a person is saying, because a person could be saying something not to offend you and not to, um, mean any harm to you. And that took me taking a step backwards and saying, God, whatever is not like you take it from me because that spirit is hindering me from hearing what you're trying to say through your people. And because someone may have done something the way I may have not wanted them to do it, didn't make it right, didn't mean that I need to shut them out and that I just had it all together. This is a time people of God where we really gotta look at ourselves constantly and we will fall short, you know, don't get it wrong. We will have times when we will get upset, that we will get angry, although the Bible says do not sin. However, do not let the sun go down on your wrath as well, because you're going to give a foothold to the devil. James, the first chapter, verses 19 through 20 says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. See, and I was not producing the righteousness of God. There's no way when you really make your mind up that you want to live for God, that you won't have so the Holy Spirit will convict you and let you know that was not like God. What you just did is not of God. And that's why we need Holy Spirit. We need him to guide and lead us in everything that we do so that we can be convicted and that we can be the produce the righteousness of God. And the word of God is telling us. So there's so many things, as we know, that causes anger. Right. There's things that can trigger anger, such as stress and frustration and unresolved conflict and unresolved conflict. Like I said, for me, was one of the big things because I at one point in my life just learned to, you know, put it in behind me. I didn't want to deal with conflict. You know, I've dealt with so much. I was like, I don't even, I don't want to deal. And some of you can relate, you know, we sometimes it's like, I don't want to deal with the conflict. I don't need that. I don't want to deal with the extra. But what you will find is that there is a way to deal with unresolved conflict appropriately. And um, and also you can deal with it in a way that does not create more conflict. Okay. So the first thing we want to do, you have to do your own spiritual um, inventory and look and see, are there any root causes of anger? Is there anything in my life when I get upset that may have been done to me when I was a child that may is being done to me. I'm getting angry currently because someone doesn't understand what I'm saying. Because if it's always a feeling of anger, you may have to adjust how you're communicating. You may have to learn another communication style. And then like the Bible said, be quick to hear, right? I had to to personally adapt how I heard other people. Instead of me wanting to be right, I was quick to listen. Let me hear what they're saying. Let me stop for a minute. And let me be slow to speak. Let me take my time and, and digest what they're saying because they could really be helping me, right? And so there's a lot of root causes. See, anger is a complex emotion that can be triggered. It's, it can be triggered by a variety of underlying causes. So identifying the root cause of anger, like I stated, is essential in learning how to manage and address this powerful emotion. Listen, this pow- this emotion can bring it can it can bring life when it's used righteously and it can bring death when it's used in an unrighteous way and so as a an individual a person you have to understand what is what is this thing that's giving me making me angry am i frustrated right that's one of the most common triggers we get frustrated it could be a delay it could be challenges from achieving our goals um our expectations and other people um it escalates us to this level of anger. It could be unmet needs. Anger can arise when our basic physical, emotional, or psychological needs are not met like hunger, fatigue, or the need for affection and support. You can get angry with your spouse. You can get angry with your children. You can get angry with your mother, your father. Why? Because they are not showing you as that child, the attention and affection that you need. Well, guess what? A lot of children walk away and say, Oh, they're too busy for me. And guess what? They just continue to go throughout life and everyone keeps treating them the same way until one day they become so angry because they never spoke up. They never said, why you didn't do this for me? How come I, you never had paid me this attention. And sometimes those things have to be addressed. Sometimes you may have to go to counseling. You may have to go back in those deep areas where you were neglected and you see other siblings could have received what they needed but you were neglected and instead of speaking and saying that you decide to say i'm not going to worry about it no no it doesn't mean that the parent was to be right or wrong it's just sometimes you have to express that right there's things that i've done i've talked said to my mom and i didn't say it in an unloving manner i let her know you know mom i know that you didn't come with parenting didn't come with a handbook but some things happened and I just didn't understand it. And I know you did the best that you can do. I'm not putting you down, but this happened in my life. And as a result, you know, I'm dealing with this or I'm struggling with that, but I'm going to get over it. Why? Because I have Jesus. And that's why we have to remember, we have to forgive individuals. We have to forgive and move on, but identify, don't just move on, identify those areas in your life where you may have felt like, oh this is bothered me because you will have disappointments in life. You will have some failures in life. You will have some obstacles in life. And if you don't learn how to cope with it, those things will overtake you instead of you learning how to now bounce back and move, keep moving on. It says, "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You're not stopping. You're walking through that valley because one day you're coming out of the valley, okay? We declare and decree tonight that you're coming out of the valley. Hallelujah. Then you have the perceived injustice. This is a sense of people think that they're being treated unfairly. They feel like their rights are being violated. They think that someone is just not paying them any attention, not understanding that the person who may have brushed you off is trying to focus on something. They may have a hundred things going on. They really didn't mean it, but they have to stay so focused so that they can get through what they need. That's a perceived injustice. Then you have fear and anxiety. Fear and anxiety can lead to anger because it's used as a defense mechanism. You know, we have the young people today, everything is anxiety. Every day, if only they knew. That everything is not anxiety, but they're using it as a defense mechanism to, to, to train their minds to something when they really haven't halfway lived a life to even understand. Not to say some people will have anxiety, right? They may respond um, with anger as a way to protect themselves, but there's also stress. So stress, chronic stress can wear down an individual's emotional resilience. Um, Making them more prone to anger, high levels of stress can amplify reactions to even minor irritations. And this is what I was talking about for myself, pent up emotions, suppressing or repressing other emotions such as sadness, grief, or fear can result in anger becoming a default emotional response. Anger may serve as a way to mask or cope with these other feelings. And so what people will do is they will suppress or repress. Sometimes in life you have to repress. You have to, you have, some people have no choice because you have to continue to, you know, make everything work. And that's how it was for me in my life. I had to keep working. I had to keep You know, I was in a high end position. I had to keep taking care of my kids. I had to, I had to keep moving. And so you end up pinning up these emotions just to function. You have people that will deal with trauma, right? Individuals who have experienced trauma or past abuse may carry unresolved anger that can be triggered by reminders of that traumatic experience, trauma. And then expectations and unrealistic, unrealistic goals, you know, um, unrealistic expectations of someone or others can lead to frustration and anger, especially when those expectations are not met. So setting more reasonable expectations can alleviate this. People have lacking control, feeling out of control. That can trigger anger. You know, when individuals have a loss of control, they may react with frustration and anger to regain a sense of authority. Um, to, today's world, a lot of people are dealing with anger. You know, you, we see people going into jobs, their, their workplaces, and, and just releasing anger through violence um, because they have a lack of control. They're losing their homes because they lost their job, and now they're taking it out. Um, this is a serious, serious, serious um, topic tonight. And so um, for you, all of you that are joining me, I want to encourage you to share this to your platforms. Share it to your platforms. Um, then you have another area of communication issues, right? We talked about it. People have poor communication. They have misunderstandings and relationships, which leads to anger, misinterpretations, lack of effective listening, or unclear communication can escalate conflicts. That's a, that's it right there. Communication issues can bring about a whole lot of things. You have your personal insecurities, feelings of inadequacy or low self-esteem can make people more sensitive. They can be very critical when when someone states something, they become very critical, you know, or they'll just have they'll be reject. They'll have rejection to, towards you. Well, um, th- this is the anger that serves as a defense mechanism. And then physical pain or discomfort, physical pain or discomfort can make it, individuals very irritable chronic pain. Um, it can, it can co- contribute to that chronic irritability. And, and that's something that I'm learning. I've learned when my husband was sick that when he was going through that, I didn't understand it. I was like, why are you so mean? And he was like, I'm hurting, I'm you know, I'm, you, know you know, and I did, I couldn't relate and I had to ask God like, God, please help me understand. Exactly. I don't want to feel the pain, but help me understand exactly what is going on so that I can have more sensitivity and communicate with him, even when he may not be the nicest, I can still give a soft answer. And so when you identify the specific root cause of anger in a given situation, like I stated, it requires self reflection and introspection. Once you once you identify that cause, you could work now on getting your a coping mechanisms in place you can have better communication styles you can focus more on your stress management you will have emotional regulation and you'll be able to address and manage anger more effectively we will get angry that's what the bible says you could be angry but sin not because god knew that we will be there will be times in our lives where anger we will get angry and angry anger would be an issue for us okay so there are some strategies um i do this even today i don't get thank god thank god for deliverance um but practical advice on how to control um some of when you do get angry would be like learning how to just do some deep breathing focus on one thing you know if that's you know you're you're looking at um the road where you're driving or You know, focusing on listening to the music, focus on something and just relax, you know, breathe in and breathe out and then learn different communication skills for resolving conflicts. Um, Learn who you are. A lot of times people will not. They'll learn everybody else. They'll watch everyone else. But learn who you are. Learn what things have affected you throughout your life, your childhood, your adult, your, you know, when you were a young adult, now in adulthood. And as you get older, learn those things because it will affect everything that you do and every person that you have to build relationships with. Okay. So it's extremely important to understand your communication skills. Then forgiven letting go of the grudges, you know, just ask God. I literally ask God. I say, God, give me a spirit of forgiveness. Help me to release. Help me to release things. Do I get upset? I do. I really do. I mean, we're living in a world right now that when we really think about it, it's not the same as it was before COVID. And so a lot of vacation places, Um, the different companies, they're, they're working different. They have a different, you know, age group that's serving a population. So things will make you upset, but you have to let it go. Don't give the root. Don't let the roots of anger grow and become a stronghold in your life. And then it it takes up so much to get rid of it. Okay. And then seek support through prayer, through meditation, in counseling. One of the things that we will not do a lot of times is seek a counselor. And to be honest, many of us today have free counseling services through our place of employment or our our social um, community networks. There's so many opportunities to talk to a counselor, even spiritual counselors, uh, meditating, get a scripture, focus on that scripture, Let that scripture be your, your focal point. Let that scripture be the the place where you're going to reach. Do not sin. Be slow to anger, right? Meditate on that scripture day and night so that you could be like a tree planted by the rivers of water and prayer. The biggest thing is a weapon is prayer. Talk to God, talk to him and let him know exactly what is keeping you From getting close to him that's what I did I said God this right here is keeping me from knowing you more intimately and one thing about God if you want to get to know him intimately he's gonna want to get to know you just as much he's a gentleman but if you have a desire he's going to fulfill that desire and I had a desire and I thank God that my temperance has been you know, that's one of the fruits of the spirit being having a temperance and God has blessed me to the point now, um, even though I may go through a lot of different things in life, um, is, is, He is his peace, it's his peace, it's his joy that keeps me. But guess what? I have to keep my mind stayed on him because if I keep my mind stayed on other things, I'm not going to have that joy. I'm not going to have his peace. Okay. But if I keep my mind stayed on him, he gave us some, he gave us some promises. So if you keep your mind stayed on me, I'll keep you in perfect peace. Okay. And so we want to forgive. We want to remember Matthew 6, 14 through 15. It says, for if you forgive others, their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So that, that's, that's common sense. That's, that's what we have to do. Colossians 3 and 13 says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So we have to learn to really forgive. And if that's something you struggle with, if that's a stronghold, that's a generational curse that's in your family, you really have to go to God. You really have to continue to seek God's will, seek his word, and then ask him to remove it. You have to put the word of God to action. And once you start putting the word of God to action, guess what? You'll see it manifest. You'll see it get easier. You'll see that thing won't have you focused on it, waking up, thinking about it, going to sleep, thinking about it. Because you know why? You're giving it the word of God. And the word of God is just what it is. It is a weapon. You have to fight these things that we go through and these generational curses and those types of things. You have to put the word of God on it. It is a weapon. And so tonight I just wanted to come and to encourage you that there are successful ways on overcoming anger. There are biblical principles that you can literally share and live by and overcome anger. And guess what? We think a lot of times, as my pastor was saying, we come to church, we shout, we get a good feeling and we go back home and we think that it's gone. No, you have to put the work in. You have to look at yourself and recognize. I had to look at Jackie and say, Jackie is not as wonderful as Jackie thinks, because I was dealing with some things and some problems that, yeah, it may not have been outward like other people, but it was an inward situation that I wanted to be free from. And when you are tired of being tired, you make up your mind to stop being tired. When you you'll know when you're tired of being tired because you'll stop. But if you're not tired of the pain, if you're not tired of the conflict, if you're not tired of your life going around, ring around the rosy, when do we get tired? The Bible says that Jesus said, I came that you would have life. And life more abundantly. Why not want the abundant life? I made up in my mind. I said, Lord, I want the abundant life. And that life doesn't mean I need five, ten million dollars. I'll take it, of course. But that life meant joy, peace. Peace in the Holy Ghost. Understanding your word. Appropriating your word in my life living in victory, having power to defeat the enemy, right? Life more abundantly, thinking as a kingdom citizen, living as a kingdom citizen, not living by the dictates of this world, but living an abundant life. He said, I came that you might have life, that you would have life and life more abundantly So tonight I want to encourage you. If you're dealing with a stronghold, if you're dealing with anger, if you're dealing with unforgiveness, if you're dealing with your temper, give it to God, lay it at his feet. The word of God says, cast your cares to me for I care for you. He tells us in his word, there's nothing that he won't do. He said, if you acknowledge me in all of my, all of your ways, I'll direct your path. So God is a faithful God. He is not a man that he shall lie people have lied, but God has never lied. And I've never seen one of his promises fail my life yet. Said I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. And so when we really understand that there is a better way to live, that we don't have to be angry, that we don't have to be unforgiving, that we don't have to live in a level where our communication style is beneath what God has a, a want for us to have. There's different ways that God has afforded the citizens of the kingdom to live. And you and I are, if you've given your heart to Christ, you are a kingdom citizen. Now the goal is to learn how to live as a kingdom citizen and not live by the dictates of this world. So I want to encourage you tonight. Don't live by the dictate of anger that spirit that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But if you're going to use that anger, you're going to use it for the upbuilding of the kingdom. You're going to use it to set the place, the atmosphere and the kingdom in a place where God is pleased and God is pleased with your life. You're going to use that righteous anger to decipher and teach others that this is right and that is wrong. That's what we were sent here for, to be the salt in the earth to be the light of the world and if we don't stand up and take our rightful places who will and so as an ambassador as your host tonight i want to encourage you to submit to god give it to god and remember that there's nothing that he will not do for those that walk uprightly. if he did it for me he could do it for you because why as i always say He's not a respecter of person. Listen, you joined the Remnant Podcast. I want to thank you for joining me. Share this podcast. I want you to share this podcast on your platforms. I want you to, if you think of family members or someone that struggles with anger, unforgiveness, communication styles, I just believe that this will help them to take an introspect of their life from their childhood to where they are today and examine Because the the goal of the enemy is to kill, steal, and destroy. But guess what? The promise of God. He said, I came that you would have life and life more abundantly. So I'm declaring and decreeing for you tonight that you're going to have life. And you're going to have it more abundantly. Why? Because you're going to decide to walk as a kingdom individual. And you're going to be that person, that mouth, the ears, the ears. For God, the hands and the feet to do what he's called you to do in this day, and this time for his glory. At the end of the day, we'll all leave here and we all will have to stand and ask, say what we've done. And so I want you all, including myself, to be empty and to say and do what God has told us to do. Listen, I love you. We're going to pray on this evening as we end this podcast. And I thank you for joining me again. I thank you all for your prayers and your emails. And um, just to let you know, the podcast here, the remnant, we do different types of outreach. Um, Pray as we go into the prisons and speak to the women. Pray as we um, talk to different people. the elderly and different ones that we go and check on and talk to just keep us in your prayers. And don't forget, if you have any prayer requests, you can always email us at kingdom power 0916 at gmail.com. Again, I'm your host. This is minister Jackie Wade. And I want to thank you again for joining me. If there's anyone who haven't given their heart to Christ tonight, And you want to give your heart to Christ. You heard a word that you know will change the trajectory of your life. Say this prayer with me. And then we'll pray as we end the podcast. Father God, I thank you for an opportunity to come before you in your presence. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of anything I've said or anything that I have done that has brought shame to your holy name i confess with my mouth and i believe in my heart that god has raised jesus from the dead and he now lives in me thank you lord that i am saved and i will serve you for the rest of my life in jesus name amen hallelujah if you said that prayer guess what the angels of heaven are rejoicing i am rejoicing with you you are a new creature You have transferred over from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You are a kingdom citizen. And now what you need to do is learn how to walk in progressive salvation. You ask, how do I do that? You learn, you get into a Bible believing church. You find you a church that's going to teach you the unadulterated word of God that you can learn how to be more like Christ. That you will learn how to live by the word of God. Faith come by hearing and hearing come by the Word of God. How do your faith increase? You have to hear the Word of God and so get into a Bible believing church where you can learn more about God and God can manifest itself in your life and everyone that thought you wasn't gonna make it or wouldn't turn out to be anything guess what? God will say different. I guarantee you. So tonight let's close out in prayer as we end this podcast. Father God, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity that you've allowed me to speak into your people, even into my own life. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you uh, are true to your word. I thank you that you are a deliverer, that you are a provider, that you are a healer. Lord, I thank you that you are the lover and the lifter of our soul and our head. Father, we thank you tonight, God, that as this word was shared, that it will touch someone, that they will listen, they will hear it, and Father, they will appropriate the word of God to their situation, that you will not allow that stronghold of anger, the stronghold of unforgiveness, to fester any longer longer in their life, that the roots of anger and the roots of unforgiveness will not take root in their life, but it will be rooted up by the word of God. Father, we thank you. That what you did on the cross did it all. And so tonight as we come in agreement, we thank you for the souls that will have said just, there are this uh, prayer of forgiveness and repentance, the prayer of salvation. We thank you for new souls that have entered into the kingdom. And Lord God, we thank you now that you will speak and be with them. You will speak to their spirit and guide them and lead them, Father, that they will seek after you more than anything more than anything because we know that your word will be last forever all these other things will fade away but the word of god will still stand and so we thank you tonight for each person bless their houses their homes their children their families father bless them that they will be a blessing to others multiply your kingdom as never before we continue to pray for all of those that are affected overseas and in different countries on tonight, Father, touch right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. And we thank you. We thank you for your sovereignty. We thank you. and We give you praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for joining the podcast. Listen, be blessed. And we thank you all. And we will see you and talk with you on the next podcast. Have a blessed evening. This concludes this episode of the Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. Once again, I want to thank you for staying tuned to the podcast and be sure to connect with us. You could like us on our Facebook page at The Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at The Remnant Podcast. We're also available on other social media platforms such as spotify google Podcasts, iheart radio you can also watch us live on our youtube channel at the remnant podcast with jackie wade again thank you for joining i am your host jackie wade